welcome into the Draft Profile Podcast, sponsored by Football and Other F-Words, brought to you by BroadwaySportsMedia.com. We're adding sponsors left and right between these uh, podcast episodes, so get in on it while you can. My name is Zach Lyons. You can follow me on Twitter at F-WordsPod. He is Mike Herndon. You can follow him on Twitter at Mike Miracles. We get to talk about Rashad Weaver today, and we are not getting into the details of anything that involves the incident, uh, the alleged uh, simple assault incident. We are just going to talk about the player himself. He deserves it. He got drafted. And let's talk about it. We talked about Elijah Molden being a steal for the Tennessee Titans. But I think Rashad Weaver is just as good a steal, if maybe not better. And here's why. I think you're looking at one of the highest floored edges in the draft. I think Aziz has a, a really high floor, but I think Rashad Weaver's floor may even be arguably higher. He is technically sound in all levels of the game that you would want in an edge. And he was way down in the fourth round. Obviously this could be because of the alleged incident. We, we do not know, but obviously a steal by every metric of them uh, that you can measure a draft pick by do you think he's a bigger still than Elijah Molden, or do you think Elijah Molden is still the bigger value? You know, I, I guess because of where he was drafted, I would probably say Weaver's a slightly bigger still. I, I think Weaver, I, I would have had Weaver and Molden right near each other as far as overall grades. I think they were both um, second round type talents, um, you know, coming out, and, and you would be happy with them kind of at the end of the second or, or start of the third at the latest. Um, you would have been perfectly happy uh, taking those. So uh, Weaver to me is, is tremendous value, really good player, uh, highly productive at Pitt. Obviously Pitt had a great defensive line between uh, Weaver, Patrick Jones and Jalen uh, Twyman, who all got uh, drafted uh, this past weekend. But Weaver was arguably the best of that group. Um, you know, I know uh, Jones went earlier and I was a big Patrick Jones uh, supporter throughout the process, but, but Weaver um, big time, big time uh, talent. He's, he's what stands out to me with him is his hands. He has tremendous hand plays and it's something that he specifically works on. He, he trained, uh, took uh, Krav Maga uh, lessons with the same trainer that, that trained Aaron Donald. Obviously Donald went to Pitt. Uh, so he's got kind of that connection there. And, and I think that's part of why Weaver uh, went that route as far as going and getting some, some martial arts training to work on his hands and how quick his hands are and defeating blocks and, and stuff like that. And guys that win like that, I feel like tra they transition to the NFL really quickly and they're able to play right away effectively. Um, and, and honestly, you know, this, I'm not comping him to any of these guys cause they're physically more talented, but the Bosa brothers are similar. Like that they win with their hands. Like that is why they win. They're also better athletes than Weaver and have way higher ceiling. So I'm not saying that Weaver is going to become a Bosa type player, but he has, he has that same ability to defeat hands and, and win in a phone booth and he can do it out on the edge and he's athletic enough to play out there. Um, so it's a really nice uh, combination of skills and, and it's different than some of the other players that the Titans have. Like he's a very different edge rusher than Harold Landry. And I think that's a good thing. So what will help Rashad the basket weaver more Krav Maga training or training with Bud Dupree? Oh yeah. That's, that's another good point. 
I think I, you know, training with Bud Dupree obviously is great. And I think that's the pre-existing relationship with those two, obviously being both in Pittsburgh and, and I know, you know, I'd been reading a story about Patrick Jones a few months ago. I think Weaver was joining him on these trips, but Patrick Jones and Weaver were both going over and watching Steelers practices. They both kind of forged a relationship with uh, Bud Dupree and TJ Watt and, and kind of, you know, took advantage of having those, those elite edge rushers right there in town that they could learn from. Um, and uh, yeah, Weaver is training with Bud Dupree right now. I, I think uh, this off season, um, you know, I, having that relationship and a guy in that room and we know, you know, we've gotten to know a little bit of Bud Dupree over the last few months since he signed with the team. We know what kind of leader he is, the, the kind of guy that, uh, you know, is going to push, I think, that group to be better. And Weaver coming in under his wing, already respecting him. Um, you know, I could, I think Weaver is going to try to follow in his footsteps everywhere he goes. I, I think it's going to be kind of one of those things where, everything he can take from Bud Dupree. It seems like he's the kind of guy that's going to try to take advantage of that. So I think that's a good situation. And, and with Weaver's talent and, and his ability already with it, with his hands, like we talked about, I think you could see a guy that you know, could come in again and contribute right away. I think he could be your third pass rusher. He could step inside and rush on the interior with his skill set, um, as well as lining up out on the edge and, and playing some defensive end. So, um, yeah, really interesting combination of, of skills and, and um, abilities from him. Does he make the Titans decision about Harold Landry next year in the offseason easier? Um, you know, we'll see. I, I think we need to see what he can do, uh, first. And, and the Titans have, uh, specifically looked for bigger edges to play across from Harold Landry in recent years. And I don't know if that means that they want all of their edges to eventually become bigger types, or if they simply prefer the, the setup where they've got a smaller, quicker edge and then a bigger edge on the other side. Like in, in the way I see it, at least for 2021 is you've got Harold Landry uh, on one side and, and Bud Dupree on the other side and Bud Dupree's backup is probably Rashad Weaver. And then Harold Landry's backup is probably Derek Roberson, who's very similar skill set to, to Landry. So I think that balance is interesting, um, but yeah, if Weaver comes in and knocks it out of the park and Landry has another year where it's kind of middling, you know, five or six sacks, not, not uh, consistently making plays for you. I could see a situation where Weaver, you know, pushes him out of a job and, and they, they push him up into a starting role in, in 2022, 2022. He's a little sluggish, lacks explosiveness. Is that something the Tennessee Titans can fix with proper offseason conditioning? Obviously, they won't be able to do that being that the NFLPA is lazy. But is this something that can be is that something that can be fixed to a NFL acceptable level? You know, it's it's interesting. His testing numbers were you know, he ran a four, eight, eight in the 40, which is obviously on the slower side for, you know, a three, four outside linebacker type, but his 10 yard split was one, five, seven, which, you know, to put into to terms that, that are understandable there, that's a 95th percentile uh, split. That's, that's in the top 5% of, of recorded 10 yard splits in, in the 40 yard dash for uh, an edge rusher type player. So the, his get off, 
on tape is really good. So, so I think getting upfield, running, you know, short area uh, burst is, is fine. He's not a he's not a uh, an athlete where he's going to be tracking down guys, um, you know, from the backside like Landry does, and really like Dupree does. Dupree's a way more explosive, fast uh, type player, um, but he's not so unathletic that I think he, it's just going to be you know he's just a slug out there. Um, you know, he he's got some some get off ability and really for a defensive end type, you know, that, that short area burst, that, that 10 yard split is really what you need uh, from a pass rusher standpoint. So um, yeah, I think there's some limitation to his upside and, and what you can do with him. You don't want to drop him into coverage and stuff like that. I don't think he needs to be doing any of that stuff, but um, yeah, he, I, I don't think he's going to limit him as a pass rusher. I mean, he's, Arguably, get the best technique and the fullest arsenal of weapons out of this edge class group. I, I think you could safely say that he does because of his combos and his ability to win with different moves. Hopefully, he teaches Harold Landry something. Does this rule out? I still think that Ryan Kerrigan's out there. Does this rule out the chances that they still sign one more edge guy? No, I, I don't think so at all. I, I think. You know, Justin Houston still sitting there. and Oh, yeah, and, I forgot about him. You know, Kerrigan, too. Um, I think it makes a ton of sense for them to go get one more. Um, yeah, the door is shut on Justin Houston to return to the Colts. I mean, with them drafting heard, yeah. Pay and Deo. So. Yeah, yeah. So oh. it, it's it sounds like Houston's going to find a new home. And, I mean, Houston would be a tremendous ad yeah. here. Um, and, and really give the Titans a deep – you know, like the corner group, a deep competitive situation at edge rush and, and the Titans approach this whole offseason on defense has been just get as many guys in the door as possible that can help you. And I think one more makes a lot of sense, especially now that we're out of the comp pick uh, qualifying range and, and any signings that they make from here forward don't count towards that. So that yep. that fourth round pick that they're probably going to get is protected at this over point. under 4.5 sacks. Hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna go over actually. I like it. I, I would go over if I if I was playing this game, I'd go over. So I don't blame you on that. All right. That is it for today's draft profile pod. This has been all about Rashad Weaver. The last one will be a combo. Racy McMath and Brady Breach. We'll get that later this afternoon. This has been the draft profile pod, sponsored by Football and other efforts brought to you by Broadway Sports Media, maybe even sponsored by Manscaped. I don't know. Shave them balls, am I right? Mike Miracles is at Mike Miracles at Twitter for Mike Herndon. I'm at Edwards Pod Zach Lyons. On, follow us on Twitter. One more episode to go. Here we go. You have just been mini effed. A Broadway Sports Media production.